Hi, everyone. Welcome to Arthritis at Home, hosted by Arthritis Consumer Experts. It is uh, always great to be with you. I'm Cheryl Cohen. I'm the president of Arthritis Consumer Experts. And I am so excited to be here today in the studio uh, again with Dr. Terry Lynn Fox. So very grateful to you, Dr. Fox, uh, for joining us again today. Thank you, Cheryl. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell the audience, uh, remind them a little bit about you or tell uh, our new viewers a little bit uh, about yourself and what we're going to talk about um, today, which is the Blood Tribe Health receiving a very prestigious award, the Premier's Award for Innovation and Mental Health and Addictions Care. Um, Dr. Fox is from the Blood Tribe within the Blackfoot Confederacy and practices her six Sitapi ways. Dr. Fox has a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in sociology, and has her doctoral degree in education. Her dissertation focus um, was on Indian residential schools uh, and the specific perspectives of her Blackfoot Confederacy people on the experiences of survivors uh, from the Blackfoot Confederacy from six residential schools. Uh, and most of her research is on or about Indian residential schools. Dr. Fox is both directly and indirectly affected by Indian residential schools. Um, she is the daughter of two survivors of an Indian residential school and is a survivor herself of Indian day schools. She um, nevertheless, through all of that trauma and pain uh, and now journey of healing, is, has been blessed with four children uh, and six grandchildren and has accomplished so much. And I, knowing you, Dr. Fox, I know you've got much more uh, to accomplish in this, in this time on the planet. So welcome, we're so privileged to have you uh, join us today to talk about uh, not only your work um, of the past and present uh, with us, but mostly to talk about the award that the program you've received uh, has been granted and you are the director of that program. Um, over the past two years, you've guided us uh, and co-led our truth and reconciliation journey as we've talked about uh, and reconciliation work at Arthritis Consumer Experts. And from you and other indigenous leaders in health, we of course continue on our learning journey um, about the effects that were the direct result of 140 plus years uh, of colonial rule and abuse of indigenous peoples in Canada. And it's that intergenerational trauma that comes really into clear focus when we're talking about your program and the award you've received for the excellence of this program that you've uh, led the development of. And that's specific to how mental health and addiction is impacting indigenous peoples on and off reserve. So with that very long-winded introduction and context for our audience, uh, welcome and let's just dive right in. Um, so in the fall of 2022, so just a few short months ago, you learned that your day treatment, uh, that your program has received the Day Treatment Mental Health and Addictions uh, Award, um, very prestigious, it's a national award um, and, uh, and it's for the Kenai Wellness Center within the Blood Tribe Department of Health. 
So the first question, an obvious one is, what is the award? Who established it? And what does it mean to you to receive this award? To all of your people uh, and the people using the program. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate the introduction and um, to the continuing um, participants and the audience and the new ones that are joining us. It's an honor always to come and speak with Cheryl and Arthritis at Home community. So we are still um, in the process of um, really acknowledging that this national award for you know, what we do every day has been acknowledged. And in that, the, our day treatment program was founded on, on the astounding need to provide specific care. So the award itself recognizes the innovation of, of what we're doing within mental health and addictions care on our reserve. So our reserve is the largest geographical reserve in Canada. We have a population now of 13,000 plus members and we we're pretty much um, covering Southern Alberta, which, which reaches um, the US Canada. That's uh, astounding, border. that's astounding. So um, with that, over the past four and a half years, um, since my tenure as the director for wellness program, I've, I've built a capacity to target specific issues in this area and, and the capacity can serve in, in mental health and addictions, community engagement and meshed and, and utilizing the foundation of our Blackfoot ways of knowing and being as, as, as our guiding principles. And so really that innovation um, in, in, in just saying there's, there's no box. So when people say think outside of the box, well, there's no box at all. And just where are we gonna go? You know, the, that uh, far reaching, you know, not knowing how far we can go guides us. And the team we have with, um, you know, degreed credentialed individuals in psychology and so social work in um, addictions counselors, as well as our, our clinical lead, who is a foreign trained psychiatrist himself, Canadian trained um, specialist in addictions and pain management. So our, our team is, you know, expands across that spectrum of mental health and addictions and, and humanistic approaches. Um, but this, this award specifically, you know, when, when I was called and, and they congratulated me and the team, I'm like, I, I'm not even sure what you're calling to say congratulations on, right? Did somebody, you know, did I win the lottery and someone else has my ticket? I don't know. So <laughs> it was really a, an amazing moment. But the award itself was, um, you know, the premiers come together and they um, work collaboratively, form closer ties, create and foster um, relationships within each province and across provinces. And 
within those those connections show leadership on important issues that matter to all Canadians. And so um, we're there's only one in each province or territory. So there's 13 awarded um, last year. So we were one of 13. Wow. Um, you know, really, really, really awesome, heartfelt. But you know, um, we win awards, we're nominated, we, we, we are selected. Um, it's announced. And the next day, we go and do the work we got, we're going to do, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's honoring and humbling. And, and um, we feel very honored that people recognize the work that we're doing yeah like from you know our our housekeeping and our security here at wellness to all our frontline workers our admin support our um experts our specialists our senior management that provides the support we need to our board of directors um, that we're, we're all working together to create amazing programs that target the health needs of our members. So really yeah. a con congratulations to everyone within the Department of Health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, takes a team, as, as you and I both know, uh, to achieve excellence in any field. And it's just, just massive congratulations, uh, Dr. Fox. I guess um, when I think about your program and what I know of your program, because I obviously work uh, closely with you and know you well, I think, um, what is it that you think is unique about your program? Because obviously you come into contact with your peers on and off reserve who are also working in mental health and addiction. Um, what do you think is, are some of the innovative things that you've done uh, that could lift up programs elsewhere if they know about these things? So I think first and foremost, um, it's immersed in, in our culture. Blackfoot ways of knowing, being, and doing, and the involvement of elders and knowledge keepers. And, and that is the basis of each and every day of the day treatment program. We have a, a smudge, an elder is there to say a prayer, and to talk about um, whether it's legends or some specific um, experience or, or historical experience that we've um, gone through and overcome uh, maybe everyday you know um, experiences and and really providing that um, respectful connection humanist humanistic approach to um, engaging with with members and and I guess when we work in this area we say clients but really there are members there are people there are family there are friends and and having that trustful connection so so that's that's our foundation each day and i think that's what makes it so unique because as blackfoot people we believe in our connection to our our creator our spiritual connection and and ancient ways and elders still today will say our spirit um guides us when we lose sight of our or track and don't connect or don't respect our spirit, we go astray. But it's when we come back to, to praying and ceremony and connect back to spirit, we then connect to creator. And, and albeit 
it, it's it's working um, for for our members and and those who you know participate in the program. Uh, we have to date uh, fifty one graduates and graduates for the program would be that they've attended seven or more um, day treatment you know days and and in that um, time period they've learned different skills they've they've increased their awareness about the physiology of addictions and substance use alcohol use and then they have this way to apply it to themselves and and can then engage in with in dialogue with the, the facilitators so they're they're learning this this knowledge about themselves in a safe space one that is you know grounded in ceremony and, yeah. and prayer and we we uh, we on we honor them you know it's like any other program but ours targets this specific area uh, in mental health and addictions and and they're they're treated so well yeah. they're fed they they're um you know if they have triggering um points you know they are they are supported um you know and at the end of the day they all receive an incentive albeit a you know a small incentive but you know just something uplifting to all of them and it might seem minute um, but to them it's something really amazing so I, th I think though that that's the key to the success of our program is it's grounded in our culture it's we're connected to our our knowledge keepers our elders we we introduce blackfoot language in one of the sessions and um, we do art therapy as as related to um, our um, historical um, art or artifact making and it's a fun group right yeah. there's laughter there's humor even some of the elders they'll tell these humorous stories right and sort of the right in there and and we're just very blessed that you know members keep coming and participating in the program and actually the they're actually the advertisers of the program definitely yeah um so when we talk about the people who are coming into the Kenai wellness center um is it something they can self-refer or is it a clinical a more traditional clinical presentation of mental health issues or addiction and then over to the center like how does that work so um all of the above so okay. they self-refer a uh, family member can call in and say so and so needs support um you know we've heard of your day treatment program most are current clients whether they're in in mental health counseling already um working with an addictions counselor to to go for residential treatment um or for for those who um don't have child care or don't want to go too far away to residential treatment and they want the support here in the community so we we target as many people as needed we make it easy for them to utilize the program we pretty much don't have any um you know no everyone is accepted 
unless you are an active user that morning. So you can't come here under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. And we have trained staff, so they they, they know. Yeah. So we'll say gently say, okay, come back next week. We know you're under the influence, and we don't really have any push and shove. They respect our our guidelines and our do's and don'ts. Um, which is, you know, really good to see that they too are, are disciplined in that. So, um, yeah, just target as many people as we can, make it easy for them to come to the program. So what a difference between that program and one you're going to see off reserve in an in a typical healthcare institution where there's one door and it's barely cracked open to get someone through it versus your approach, which is there is there are many doors around every side of the wellness center where people can come in, which is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you talk about clients as your best advertisers, can you, without obviously naming names, tell us a few stories, success stories you've seen in your time as director? Because I mean, I, these, I think people are inspired by success stories. I've, you know, been involved in uh, some counseling situations where you think this person's just going to have such a hard time getting through and they do. And the next person who's having a tough time hearing that story that they made it through and are surviving and thriving now can be the door opener for someone else. So can you share just very briefly, Dr. Fox, about some of those successes? Definitely. So Initially, when developing this program, kind of what is the vision? What is our, our long-term goals? Um, some, some of our clients uh, pre-day treatment in initiative, um, one element was um, when I go for treatment, I come back, you know, I need a safe place to stay so I don't get triggered. Another element is I need employment. So we, being the health department on reserve, our continuum of care involves so many partners, collaboration, um, both on and off reserve, and, and how can we best meet the needs of people we work with. So with the program, we, we were thinking somewhere down the line, the graduates, when they're ready and, and, and at that point of, okay, maybe I wanna go back to school. Maybe I wanna go to post-secondary. Maybe we wanna get into a you know, 16 week you know, hands-on training program and, and make, start being self-sufficient, which is crucial and, and giving back that, empowering them. What else can you do? What else are you gonna achieve once you, you know, main, achieve and maintain sobriety and abstinence. So within our program, our graduates are now um, employed with our department. Uh, we now are, are overseeing uh, one of the shelters on our reserve. And being under our program, our, our pool of, you know, employees was reaching out to our day treatment graduates. So if, if you know, we could hear those success stories, they're disciplined, they're, 
you know, what else can I do? What else do you want me to do? Did I do this, you know, well? And, and they, they want to, you know, achieve excellence in their employment with the shelter, knowing that they were once maybe a shelter um, occupant. Right. And, and, and just starting their sobriety, you know, day one, right? Now they've, they've overcome that spectrum. They're at the point of being mentors and helpers and, and peer support and, and receiving an income for what, what they do. So those are success stories. So yeah. far we have three employed and we're working on all the others because it's just so new. And, and now, now we kind of see where our program has enhanced their self-identity, their confidence, their, um, you know, they know their support system. So that's, that's so amazing to see. Like, it's incredible. Surprised. And the thing that I love is that um, it's embedded in traditional ways of doing it. They have that as their foundation from the program, from obviously being born into culture, but you reinforcing that and providing those reminders and that, you know, that love and support all of it and the practical tools they're going to need going forward. I also can see that there are, there's no box. I imagine this was an element that has developed because you had, you had no box to think out of, right? right. Which is very cool. Yeah. You know, if, if we could, you know, um, you know, if we could have captured and, and, and recorded, you know, day one, you know, sobriety day one, I'm not going to use right to, to the point of, let's say a year or a year and a half later, you know, sobriety and, and their, their spirit coming into its own, the glow, the, the contentment, you know, that where they're at today, uh, of course, we could have done that, you know, now, just some other developments, we're in the process of developing, um, we have tools now that we're going to um, utilize to measure uh, their quality of life, and their decreased substance use since um, being a graduate or coming to the day treatment program. So now we're actually going to measure that um, with a, a practicum student from, you know, one of our, um, you know, I guess, host universities that we, we work with. And it's, it's come, come a long way. And once this template is, is developed, the tool is solidified and we see the relevance we're going to then measure our, our other program areas and, and then utilize it uh, hopefully in the future as a template for the health department to measure members um, quality of life and either, you know, decreased substance use or decreased pain or what have you. So we're again, far reaching, we don't know how far, but, but it's there for us. Again, innovation, insight, um, and 
you know, just desire and passion to, to change, you know, 140 years uh, and overcome all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this is so exciting and I'm not surprised to hear the academic in you developing measurement tools. That's always, um, you know, cause you really want to know what is the quantifiable difference in the life of someone who's gone through the program. Um, that's super exciting. I can't wait to see the publication uh, through, through the, the department. Um, last question for you. Uh, you. As you know, we're an arthritis patient organization. Uh, we span uh, West Coast all the way to East Coast, North and South of, of the borders of Turtle Island. And um, we're wondering, uh, from you and from all of this experience that you have, and also as a person living with rheumatoid arthritis yourself, um, do you see a direct connection between arthritis? We know that the prevalence incidence is much higher in Indigenous populations. Um, what kind of connection do you see with addiction? We know that pain drives mental health issues, does often drive addiction issues. Um, and, and we wonder if you can tease that apart a little bit for us, if you can. Sure. And that's probably, um, uh, along the lines of, um, what I've researched within my, my dissertation and, yeah. you know, utilizing, uh, Dr. Um, Eduardo Duran, who's a Native American psychologist, and utilizing the the books and YouTube videos of Dr. Gabor Mate, looking at trauma and and both from a medical perspective, but also from a cultural, um, spiritual perspective, and seeing that connection with um, the prevalence of. Um, disease and illness and apathy in, in communities, especially our community, there, there's probably a direct connection. I'm pretty, you know, certain to say that where when, when I say culture is our immune system. So if we're immersed in our culture, we, we will have good health. We have our, our, our culture pre-residential school was such that we had ceremony, we, we lived on the land, we we're in unison with the environments. And now we have this foreign um, spiritual, um, I guess, dark energy, people coming in, assimilation, you know, genocide, all those elements that targeted our, our culture, our, our wholeness. And, and so when we try and break down that culture you know what has manifested is what we see today and whether it's dependence on a foreign substance alcohol drugs prescription drugs are included addiction and gambling and you know pornography and 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 because we want to we want this high we want this feel good feeling so looking at the disease as well, if we um, don't take care of ourselves, and that also was a barrier when we went to residential schools, children were taken, parents lost their children, um, you know, that connection. So all, 
all age groups were affected, not only the children, the, the grief and loss, disconnect, um, all of these elements are factored into the prevalence. However, we, we have seen research and, and, you know, I guess academics and, and now many Indigenous researchers publishing that it, when we come back to our, our ceremonies, we're, we're, we're coming back home, we're connecting and aligning our spirit with our mind and our body. And, and those are protective factors. Those will then help us um, understand, you know, that pain. And it's okay to feel pain. It's okay. But it, in that disconnect in the intergenerational trauma, historical trauma, we, it was so hard because so many other elements, you know, loneliness, abuse of all sorts, and and um, just, you know, mal malnutrition, and, and like, you know, being real, these are all elements that I've yeah. heard and, and I know through research. So now we're understanding, we're teaching, we're creating awareness, giving people the tools they need to make healthy choices, good choices, one day at a time type of choices, knowing where supports are, knowing the people, trusting those that work in these areas, right? All of these factors play a role in, in that continuum of care at present. And, and we are one element of that. And I think we are very critical element to help overcome as we are mental health and addictions and arthritis care, yeah. other, other disease, right? Calm, calm the mind, calm the body down. We don't need to overreact. We don't need the adrenaline rush. We don't need that. We just come down, say a prayer, meditate. It's okay, but it, but we don't want to live in chaos here and creating that awareness of how to, how to teach people to self-regulate, you know, keep the, keep that immune system, you know, a little healthy, but not overactive, you know, cause, yeah. cause you know, I know what that looks like. And, yeah. and my everyday reality now is okay. Breathe through it. What are you <laughs> going to do? You, you can't, you can't get that anxiousness anxiety feeling because you know what's going to happen right? but you're set i mean it's been there's this 140 years of sustained imposition of horrific trauma that is the default right and i i listened to you and i, I wrote it down culture is our immune system that's so clear um and if we don't respect and lift up culture, uh, we, we can't hope to be whole as, as humans. And for those of us who've been involved in colonialization, either directly or as, you know, as the next gen, uh, propagating something that was created by our ancestors, um, we have a, a duty to make this change, which is really truth and reconciliation and all of the work that we're doing with you. Um, I just cannot thank you enough for coming on again, Dr. Fox. I'm so excited that the excellence of your program, the work of you and the team and, and, and the whole tribe, the whole blood tribe is doing together 
um, deserves that recognition. And I hope that um, people who have joined us today have, have learned something new or been reminded of something that they may have let slip their mind. Um, and that hopefully healthcare providers have, have learned something as well uh, by your sharing uh, about the program and, and how it works um, and what it's centered on. And that is uh, a return to culture, which is incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we can't wait to have you back. I'm gonna twist your arm again and uh, plead and promise and you know lure or whatever it is. <laughs> I need to do to get you back on. I really appreciate it. And we wish you very, very well. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank yeah. you, Cheryl. Thank yeah. you, Ace, and, and every all the viewers. Um, it's my pleasure and honor to come back and share with you what I know. Well, it looks like a beautiful day there in Southern Alberta. <laughs> uh, so you enjoy the rest of it. Thank you. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. And thank you everyone for joining us at Arthritis at Home. We'll see you again.